Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You heard that right. It's the NBA Slave Slaughter podcast show. I'm Ren Pack alongside Eric to break down Monday's five game NBA DFS slate. We're coming off a Sunday slate where we got a bunch of news after lock. Late scratches with Cat, Embiid, and Oladipo changed up the slate and get provided a huge edge for those who late swapped. Eric, how was your Christmas Day weekend and how are you? Oh, not such a huge edge if you played Dwight Howard. I uh, I jammed in all the Dwight Howard I could fit, which was too much Dwight Howard. And then I followed two on FanDuel. It was a direct pivot from Kuzma 4200 to Nas Reed 4200. And as soon as Cat got ruled out, I just was trying to save as much money as I could by switching over, which did the opposite. So uh, I'm excited to go on to Monday because uh, just a lot of fumbling around felt like there were a lot of other things that were good, but Christmas was fun, but I'm ready to get after it this week. Yeah. That's the beauty of DFS, especially NBA DFS. It's a quick turnaround. Let's, let's get started with the point guard position uh, led off by Trey young, Damian Lillard and Kyrie Irving uh, price at nine, eight, nine, four and nine, four respectively. Who stands out to you on the uh, specifically these three studs on FanDuel? Uh, on FanDuel, so we're, we'll go to James Harden on on DraftKings for point guard. But Trey Young, ninety eight hundred, he's looked awesome. He's averaged thirty minutes a game, put up you know a couple of fifty spots already, and uh, we haven't seen those minutes soar into the forties, which you know probably thirty eight forty minutes for for a for a ceiling there. But if he does against Detroit against Killian Hayes, uh, that that seems like a great spot to be invested. Uh, Damian Lillard, uh, CJ McCollum showed out pretty hard uh, two nights ago, but Damian Lillard, 9,400 against the Lakers feels like something that I also want to be involved with. And then Kyrie Irving sitting at the same price over on FanDuel, uh, a little bit cheaper on DraftKings. He's uh, 1,300 less than Tame. So that saves you, saves you a lot of coins. So so Kyrie also is somebody... they. Brooklyn's look great. Uh, not that anybody between the two of us called Brooklyn to win the NBA finals, you, but uh, Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant might be the real deal. Not that we should be surprised. Yeah. And I think you uh, briefly mentioned Killian, Killian Hayes. He's a potential value option yeah. for us. He's 3,800. Uh, I know he's looked quite awful to start off his uh, <laughs> professional campaign in the NBA. But there's no Blake Griffin there. There's no Derrick Rose. I expect him to potentially, obviously, get a usage bump. And I think he'll get an additional minutes run as well. As he said, he's 19. He's going to go through some growing pain. So I, I think I think he'll his time to shine might come tomorrow against Atlanta. Jamal Murray, 7,100. That's a pretty cheap price. 
he obviously hasn't played anywhere near what he did uh, play like in the bubble. So those are two couple value options that I, I, I'm pretty interested in. How about you? There's a lot of pieces. I mean, point guard is just strong most days and, and today specifically on this five gamer uh, Jamal Murray, you got to get, you got to figure he's always been the guy who could bust a 50, 60 point ceiling out of the middle of nowhere. I don't know if I've ever really gotten him right. Uh, except for the bubble when he just started like ripping him off there where it was like, yeah, you should probably play Jamal Murray, but uh, he usually rips one off and then he'll keep going. We just kind of got to see it first. Uh, there's a lot more usage getting soaked up by Michael Porter Jr. Now that he's playing big minutes in Denver uh, and and Jokic is playing just quality basketball. So uh, it's hard to like want to play through Jamal Murray uh, as a high usage guy when Jokic is a seven footer who's stepping out, knocking down shots uh, and creating just assists out of everywhere. He came a rebound short, I think, of a, a second consecutive triple double to start off the year. So uh, I'll, I'll maybe wait a little bit there. I'm curious, uh, Killian Hayes, what his ownership's going to come in at, because a lot of people are getting burned pretty frequently. But with Derek Rose out, him and DeLon Wright feel like pretty darn good options on this slate. So uh, so that'll be kind of the first thing that I look at uh, with the first round of ownership, what happens with Detroit. Yeah, I think that's something to monitor throughout the, situa- uh, throughout the day. You can check out our ownership projections uh, just for a dollar till December 29th. Use the promo code Caruso. And you can find that at awesomeo.com slash promos. Make sure to take advantage of that. But I'll be, I'll be gone on uh, December 29th. On to the shooting guard position we go on FanDuel. James Harden, 11,500, who was simply sensational on Saturday night against Portland. He checks in at 11-2 on uh, DraftKings, and he's a fine, fine option, uh, especially tomorrow, where there's not that many studs on there. And I think James Harden's going to garner quite a bit of ownership, rightfully rightfully so. Talk to me about James Harden and uh, what's your opinion on him against, uh, against tomorrow against Denver? Well, you got Wall and Boogie out again. Uh, you've got Eric Gordon out again. So James Harden's underpriced. He's 11-2 over on DraftKings. He's 11-5 on FanDuel. I think FanDuel, you're going to see him, he generally uh, carries a little bit more ownership over there than on DraftKings. Actually, I don't even know if that's true for tomorrow. 11-2 is going to be pretty easy to fit. I think there's going to be a lot of value that we get from Detroit with uh, Blake Griffin out, with uh, Derek Rose out, Seiko Demboya, 3,100. Like, we have a lot of guys that we can look to on the cheaper end of Detroit for value. Uh, and so fitting James Harden isn't a question of if you should do it, but how you should do it. So... Uh, I'm looking forward to jamming as much as I possibly can. Yeah, and I think uh, another shooting guard option on FanDuel, 7,800 Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's only point guard eligible on DraftKings. He's has the keys for the OKC offense. And I expect him to be really, really good this year with a ton of usage, and I think he's a great option for tomorrow as well. Uh, in a similar price range on FanDuel, you got Donovan Mitchell and CJ McCollum, who was really, really good. He put up 62 fantasy points on FanDuel uh, the other night. So I think people might be box score watching and might jump to CJ McCollum, but we'll see. Uh, DeLon Wright uh, in Detroit, who uh, kind of got a, a got extended minutes run in the second game for Detroit. And I'm going to like that quite a bit with no Derrick Rose. He's only 4,200 and he's 4,500 on DraftKings. Those are some of the shooting guard options I'm currently considering as we as I go through a first look at this position. How about you, Eric? Who else stands out to you outside of Harden and uh, SGA? Love SGA. Love Oklahoma City in general. I I know that ESPN and I saw a couple of other spots. They were kind of getting projected to finish bottom barrel, like number 15 in the West. And so uh, as bad as that is, you had George Hill, who had 34 fantasy points on DraftKings 
in a limited amount of minutes. Let's see, he had uh, 24 minutes, put up 34. Uh, without Giannis, without Eric Bledsoe, without um, Chris Middleton, his usage is definitely going to go up in OKC with nobody else there. So I'm not sure if 4,500 on DraftKings is something that I really want to be firing off. Um, but uh, what's he over on FanDuel right now? Is he on, is he, yeah, he's point guard. So he's 5,400 over there. So then you've got Lugan Stord, who's 4,700 on FanDuel and 4,200 DeLon Wright. Those are both spots that I'm, I'm all right getting to. Uh, but shooting guard is so, so strong just up top with James Harden and, uh, and some of these other guys, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and uh, Dennis Schroeder is somebody who's been playing pretty darn well for LA. Uh, we'll see kind of how this Anthony Davis, LeBron James news comes out for tomorrow. Pretty sure one of them, if not both, might be resting. So uh, playing a home game uh, against, against Portland, that seems like a pretty good spot for him too. I completely agree with you there. Um, potential other shooting guard value to consider is uh, Cam Reddish and uh, – Bogdanovich in Atlanta. I like both those options on DraftKings. And on on FanDuel, you can consider Timothy Luawi Cabarel. He comes in at 3,600. He picked up uh, he picked up the spot in the rotation for Spencer Dinwiddie. We'll see what ends up happening in Brooklyn as they're on a back-to-back. That's a potential value option on shooting guard. Onto the small forward position we go. And LeBron James was just uh, deemed, uh, ruled questionable before we just hopped on. And he would have been the most expensive uh, small forward option. I'm currently thinking he's going to rest. And it's going to be led by Karis LeVert and Michael Porter Jr. are the two remaining most expensive options outside of Kevin Durant, who's also on a back-to-back, who I think will rest tomorrow. So I'm going to like LeVert and Porter Jr. quite a bit. Porter Jr. always is going to be on a Michael Malone (laughs) minutes type of uh, limit in the sense if Malone likes the way Porter Jr. is playing defense, he's going to get uh, upwards of 30 minutes if he's not he's going to get those minutes cut up in the 20s like we saw on christmas night so that's always going to be a questionable um cash play but fine in gpps because porter has that upside especially against houston i'm going to like levert quite a bit if both dinwiddie durant and possibly Kyrie are out but i'm expecting levert to be a fine fine option at 6300 on Fanduel, and i believe he comes in at 6600 on DraftKings. How do you like Levert and uh, the rest of the small forward position on FanDuel and talk to me about some small forward options on DraftKings? Yeah, just find you someone uh, that is the same way that Rinpak looks at Michael Porter Jr. He just, oh, just those wide eyes, that grin, going through minutes, Michael, uh, Mike Malone. Oh, man, you just, I've never, I mean, I love Michael Porter Jr. He's a fun kid to follow uh, coming off of the back surgeries and you just, He's an unbelievable talent. Uh, he would have been top two pick, top three pick that year had he been fully healthy and played an entire year at Missouri. But um, yeah, him at 5,900 is a great spot over on FanDuel. Uh, I really have no issues with that. I think a fun pivot and something that I've kind of been playing with too, Barton's getting minutes up into the 30s too. And he's just the less sexy name right now because a lot of people coming off the bubble, he didn't play. Uh, I've been making a lot of pivots. You're getting him at a fraction of the ownership of Michael Porter Jr. So that's somebody that I'm interested in. And then Jeremy Grant with everybody out in Detroit, we just saw a little bit of a ceiling given they went to overtime against the Cavs, but that seems like another fun spot for me. Uh, you're basically punting small forward by default because LeBron's at 10 K on DraftKings. Karis Levert's the next one at 6,600 and you kind of have the same situation except for Kevin Durant is a small forward over there and he's probably going to rest too. So 
Uh, we'll see how everything shakes out. But if you have the most expensive guy be 6,300, that's just going to jam up James Harden's ownership, Nikola Jokic's ownership, and it's going to get really stars and scrubsy in here. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and if you want to punt down, you can go down to all the way down to Derek Jones Jr. at 3,600. And he's getting quite a bit of minutes in Portland. And I expect him to be uh, quite popular. He played 36 minutes uh, uh, against Houston. Granted, that game did go to overtime. And Derek Jones Jr. can pick up those uh, FanDuel favorable stats in blocks and steals quite a bit. So I like him quite a bit at 3,600. Uh, onto the power forward position we go. Uh, make sure to subscribe if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube. And make sure to subscribe on one of the podcast feeds that you're listening to. If you leave a review, you'll automatically be entered to win a year-long $400 Osmo NBA pass. So onto the power forward position we go. Anthony Davis did not play today against Minnesota. I expect him to play against Portland tomorrow. Make sure to monitor that news. He did, he was he was ruled out with the calf contusion, so that's always a situation to monitor. It'll be really interesting if both him and LeBron are out for tomorrow. So keep an eye on that situation. He comes in at ten two, uh, while he's I believe he comes in at ten one on DK. I'm gonna like Anthony Davis quite a bit without LeBron James against Portland. And he's played really well against Portland in the past. He had some monster, monster games, a couple over 60-point fantasy games last year. So Anthony Davis without LeBron is going to be a phenomenal matchup for him. And I expect him to be potentially a great pivot off of Harden, if uh, depending on what their ownership comes up at. What's your opinion on AD? And talk to me about Christian Wood, who was great Saturday night in his Houston debut. Oh, Christian Wood. Man, Detroit, how how ridiculous are you to pay Mason Plumley eight million a year and then thirteen a mil? Thirteen mil is free for Chris for Christian Wood. That guy is a freak of nature and he is fun to watch play basketball. He's he's quickly become one of my top 10, 15 guys to watch it. Houston in general, uh, way to show out Harden, way to like really show Houston who's boss, you know, <laughs> like way to take it to him by playing awesome and having one of the more entertaining games of the of the opening couple slates. So uh, both of those two together are pretty great plays in general with, with Boogie out, with Wall out, with Gordon out. It's Houston's just going to be a phenomenal play. Uh, so I like him at 8,100. I like what at 8,100 on power forward on FanDuel. And then John Collins is 7K. Why did his price go down on FanDuel? What are they doing? What? It just, just seemed like, like a, like a, after Christmas, everybody, kind of is buzzed out. So they put a 7K John Collins there for free. That's nice of them. So so that's going to be fun. So Wood and Collins are going to eat up so much of that ownership on FanDuel. And then on, on DraftKings, 7,600 for Collins, 7,500 for Harrell. We'll see how the LeBron AD things shakes out, but you got to assume AD is going to be playing. And 10-1 is a small, small number to pay if he's going to play 35, 40 minutes without Anthony or without LeBron James on the floor. So uh, him and Harold become pretty interesting plays in the power forward range on DraftKings. Yeah. I, I like that. I like those options as well. Um, Harold 7,500 might be a little too expensive for me, especially on DraftKings. I'll, I'll probably consider him on the center position on FanDuel. I, I like Jeremy Grant at 5,900, uh, just targeting Detroit there without Blake and uh, Derek Rose. Uh, I'm going to like 5,900 quite a bit Jeremy Grant who put up over 50 fantasy points in the previous game for Detroit other options to consider are Al Horford as gross as that sounds he did put up uh get 13 rebounds he only did take five shots in that last game but I expect that shot number to go up and at 66,000 on DK 
I'm, I, I think there's an upside there, as gross as that sounds. Do you like Al Horford? And uh, round out the power forward position for me, if anyone else that you like in, in terms of value over there. I think I like Al Horford 2020 a lot more than I like Al Horford 2019. Probably the only thing that upgraded in 2020 uh, with getting out of the the shadow of Joel Embiid is a good thing for his usage going forward. Running pick and rolls with George Hill. What a world to live in. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to watch. But then I really do like Basley sitting there too. Uh, 300 less. Uh, Basley's a good play. Like I really enjoy watching that kid play. 33 minutes. They're going to give him the run. If OKC is going to be a bad team, I could see him just getting a bulk of the minutes there, even over Horford. But uh, I totally get the Horford play. You got to see those shot attempts come up a little bit. But just by default, he's going to shoot it more than five times next time out. So I like that. Paul Millsap burned a lot, a lot of people uh, in the last last time out. But he only played 22 minutes, and that game was a little bit out of hand uh, in the second half on, on Christmas. So I might have to give him a free pass there and go back to the well. What's his price over on Fanto? 4,500. So, so that's a great pivot. Uh, if you're going to be paying down, uh, in a couple of those spots, I bet he still carries a little bit of ownership. I doubt it just goes to the wayside after one bad game, but, uh, you, I, I will have some interest there too. Uh, didn't you talk a little bit about Covington? Isn't that the guy too? 5,200 on, on FanDuel? Talking about steals and blocks, that that guy accumulates them like nothing. So uh, definitely some interest there in that range too. And Brandon Clark, it looks weird to see 4,200 next to his name on FanDuel. So uh, I've got some interest there as opposed to the 4,900 tag that he has on DraftKings. So uh, FanDuel, you can do a lot more with your salaries and kind of mixing it up a little bit. DraftKings, that build feels like uh, Anthony Davis and Jammin value. Yeah, I, I completely agree with your just like jamming in value around Davis and Harden just seems like of the first look build right now. And hopefully there's enough value to make that happen where those lineups are quite viable. Under the center position we go, uh, you've got Nikola Jokic there, the lone center on FanDuel Center mm-hmm. Island. And uh, <laughs> boy, does he look quite nice at that price tag. And yeah, he's going to be one of those three studs that we got to consider. He's going to be in the Davis-Harden um a topic of conversation but i think he comes in third for me if i were Agreed. to just rank yeah. those which and which he, tells me that we should probably have way more interest in in flip-flopping those ownerships because i could totally see ad leaving in the first quarter and just <laughs> we the night's over just uh, luckily that's the nightcap so you know night's over it's not over till it's over i guess so yeah nikola Jokic always just has a monster monster upside i mean he did it opening night, put up over 70 fantasy points. He could do it again against Houston. So I'm going to like that quite a bit. Other center options that we could consider are Jonas Valanciunas, uh, Rudy Gobert, Yusuf Nurkic, um, who, whose price tag is quite nice at 6,800, specifically on FanDuel. What's your, uh, what do you think of the center position outside of Jokic? Uh, who, who would fall in the second tier of interest for you? Well, Rudy Gobert is on DraftKings 7,400 and gives you a discount off of Jokic there. Uh, and he's putting up some big numbers in limited minutes. He's played under 30 minutes. He's played 28 and 29 his first two. 
uh, 46.75 and 43.75 DraftKings points. Uh, not to just box score wash and give analysis, but like if those minutes somehow get up into the mid thirties against OKC against Basley and Al Horford, that's an awesome spot for him. Uh, and I don't really know what that ownership is going to look like, especially cause it's so much is going to get soaked up to AD up top, uh, at, uh, at center and power forward on, on DraftKings. So, uh, that's some, that's a spot I've, I'm interested in. Christian Wood is center only on DraftKings, so 7,200. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of interest in that. And working our way down, uh, Mason Plumley 5,700 uh, for Detroit. Blake Griffin out. Uh, might get a little extra run there. He's looked all right so far. Not to, not to just, like, bash him. He's not a bad player by any means. He was a great backup center in Denver. Uh, we just never really seen him get the extended minutes other than, like, Jokic resting in the last couple of years. So uh, we'll see if that price tag continues to soar upwards, but you got to think Blake Griffin being out is a definite plus for him too. Yeah, uh, definitely. I like Plumlee quite a bit. He's a f- phenomenal passer and he's got, I think going to get an opportunity to take an extra couple of shots potentially, but I like the way he gets involved in the game and he's done this when he was back in Portland, he has triple double upside in mm-hmm. him. So just monitor the, monitor the Detroit situation. Keep an eye on what Casey's going to do with the starters. Someone who's making his debut for the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow, he's been ruled probable, is Clint Capella. And Capella's coming at 5,900. And Capella is someone who's been dealing with an Achilles injury for quite some time, dating back to when Houston traded him. But I liked what Capella was doing in the preseason. When he was with Houston, he would always just seem like a modest double-double lock, as in putting up 13 points and like 10-11 rebounds. And I don't see why not he can do that again for Atlanta. Obviously, if he's going to be starting tomorrow and getting his full minutes run, just keep an eye on news. Uh, it's going to downgrade Collins just a tad for me, but it's all going to be uh, per- uh, pertaining to news. And going back to Christian Wood, him and Harden had chemistry, uh, which was pretty, pre- pretty impressive to see from the get-go. They did play a lot of basketball together in the summer, so which helped them out. But center is like Jokic and Wood on DK right now and Nurkic. So I like those three centers quite a bit. And the same goes for FanDuel. I think I might be have some more interest in Gobert as well over there. Didn't you see before be- the show PJ Tucker? I heard PJ Tucker. <laughs> I don't know if that was a joke. I just have to like air it out before we go any further, before we end this thing. Like PJ Tucker's a no, right? Uh, definitely a no but one thing that you can't you can't take away from pj tucker he's playing those minutes and maybe we're looking for some value tomorrow so maybe pj tucker pulls a fast one among (laughs) all of us and uh puts up 40 fantasy points but no i'm kidding but in the sense yeah you are the only thing it's not happening yeah so there's the only thing that pj tucker has going for him he he seems like a lock to play 30 plus minutes tomorrow and that's about it And uh, one thing that we should uh, bring up is uh, we had a Christmas Day uh, Listener League winner. Eric, talk to me about who won the Listener League and where they can find uh, Monday's Listener League at. All right. Well, as I pull this up, we we ended up filling the Listener League like right off the bat. So that was exciting to see. So we're going to continue going down DraftKings Alley. We're going to continue doing that. We're going to make this probably a 30 max. So we're going to we're going to add a couple more entries. We're going to stick with that $2 range. I think that put enough skin in the game for everybody that uh, ended up being a lot, a lot of fun. So, uh, but we had Soda Kid who put up 261, won the listener league by 40, uh, sorry, by four. Uh, Soda Kid 80 on DraftKings. Congratulations. Nice hit. Uh, nice lineup. And I am excited to see you there again tomorrow. So try to go back to back. 
Yeah, if you're going to go back to back out, we're going to start sending you some trophies of the uh, NBA Slate Starter. We'll, we'll send you a t-shirt for sure. That we can do. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, please do subscribe to the channel if you're listening on YouTube. Uh, your support means a lot for us, and I'll give us an opportunity to make those prizes bigger for the NBA Slate Starter Listener League. It's been great to see uh, your guys' support from the start for a new show. Any final thoughts on the show before we wrap up and on Monday's slate, Eric? Just pay attention to news. We got a lot for a five-game slate. There's a lot of news bouncing around. Uh, news God is the man. Make sure that you're checking out all of his goodies over on Osimo. He's reason enough to try out the Osimo Plus membership to hit up the Caruso deal. Not to plug it too much, but uh, $1 for the rest of the year. I mean, you cannot beat that. And just to be able to have that news uh, the second before, make sure you have your updates coming in because it's going to change the entire uh, complexion of this slate right from the get-go. So uh, keep refreshing early and often and uh, good luck, everybody. Yeah. And uh, make sure to monitor the Detroit, Brooklyn, and the Lakers situation. And you can find all the news being uh, uh, shared along, around the association at Osmo NBA. Uh, follow that Twitter handle specifically to get NBA news to help you build your DFS lineups and take advantage of that Caruso promo before it's gone on December 29th. And with that being said, good luck, everybody. Please sound great. Please sound great. That was so good, dude. That had a lot of energy. That was like so much better. Did you uh, stop recording? I did. It says you're still recording. Oh, well, I'm still recording the audio, I think. Okay. Let me uh, end this meeting and then I'll... Wait, wait, stop recording first. How do I do that? Oh, there it is.